Well, good morning, everybody. Happy 4th of July, and welcome to New Hope Community Church. 245 years ago, 50 men signed the Declaration of Independence, which declared the United States of America free from any other country, specifically Great Britain. You know, many new Americans had come to America, and they were trying to start their own nation, and finally they had decided to write up the Declaration of Independence so that they could be their own sovereign nation free from Great Britain. And in that moment, when they signed that document and became the United States of America, you can imagine it was this boisterous and triumphant moment that they were no longer slaves to the laws or to the taxes of Great Britain, but we were now free Americans. And it went really well, right? We are who we are today because of those 50 brave men who signed that declaration. But, you know, war ensued and, you know, many men lost their lives fighting for the freedom that we have today. So I believe that today is truly a day of celebration. Freedom tastes so good, doesn't it? But I can imagine on that day, right, when the declaration was signed, how amazing it was. But it was actually the, the start of, I think, what is the most comical part about, of, about America, our government, right? So, fun fact about the Declaration of Independence. We celebrate on July 4th, yet the Declaration was actually signed on, on July 2nd, 1776, by the 50 men. And it was held up in Congress for two days before they finally had the editing done, they had it exactly how they wanted it to be, and it was ready to be official. And I think it's amazing. It's actually hilarious that in our defining moment as a nation, Congress still held it up <laughs> and was very slow trying to figure out how to do this. Now, it was two days. That's pretty fast in today's terms. But still, two days, I find that so funny. But as we talk about freedom, I believe that there is a stark difference between political or American freedom and the freedom that the Bible teaches, the freedom that Jesus talks about, specifically in John chapter 8. Here's what Jesus says in a moment where he is interacting with some of the Jewish leaders and Jewish people of the day. John 8, 31 through 37 says, to the Jews who had believed Jesus, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, the Jewish people answered him, they said, we are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus says, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Now, I believe that American freedom and political freedom is very important, very crucial to the way of life here on earth. But Jesus talks about freedom in a much different way. And so while I am a proud American and I believe that we should all be proud, here's what I want you to know. That there is a level of freedom that America will never be able to bring you. No matter how free of a nation we are, whether we are anti-communist until the rest of our days, we will never have the freedom that only Jesus can give us. We cannot have that just by simply being Americans or living in a free country. And in fact, I think 
Being an American, living in such a free country can actually make freedom and the concept of freedom really confusing, kind of muddies the water for us a lot. And, and here's what I mean by that. While I love and I, I appreciate our freedom, it can make it very difficult to understand what Jesus is talking about. And here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. We are free to do a lot of things. In America, there's not a lot of laws on what you can and cannot do. You are pretty much free to do as you please. Now, I'm just going to cut right to the chase and, and get a little bit more graphic. But you are, you are free to sleep around with whoever you want to sleep around with. You are free to marry who you want to marry. You are free to divorce who you want to divorce. If you want to dabble in, in drugs and in alcohol, sure, there's some laws here and there on, on drugs and alcohol. But for the most part, it's like free reign, right? Just don't get caught right? for some of the things that you want to do. But we're free to experiment. We're free to do a lot of things. But how many of you know, maybe from personal experience or from family experience or, or just general knowledge, that when we sleep around, it can, it can result in unwanted or, or unintended pregnancies, which leads to abortion and child abandonment? How many of you know that when you just marry whoever you want to and divorce whoever you want to, that there's a lot of baggage that comes with that? And specifically, you know, in my life, how many of you know, right, when you dabble in drugs or in alcohol, that debilitating alcoholism and drug addiction can immediately follow that. So while we think that we're free to do as we please, I think that the more that we do as we please, we're going to realize how much it actually hurts us. That there's actually a lot of baggage that comes with having freedom. And I think that a lot of times the, the freedom that we have is just freedom with a mask on. No pun intended, right? But the, the kind of freedom that Jesus is talking about isn't this political freedom. It's this freedom that we have, this peace that we have in our hearts, this salvation and this hope that we have for eternity that cannot be touched by a government, whether it's a free government or a dictatorship. But the freedom that you have in Jesus comes from only Jesus. And it doesn't matter if you live in a free country like America or if you live in communist China. The freedom that we find in Jesus, the truth that sets us free, can never be touched by any earthly power, any earthly authority. But it's that peace that we have deep down in our hearts that lets us know that we are free when we trust in Jesus. And so I want us to be very clear this morning as we celebrate the 4th of July, as we celebrate our freedom, that there is a clear difference between the freedom that America can give us and the freedom that Jesus can give us. And the freedom that Jesus can give us is something that nobody else can touch. But where does this freedom come from? In this passage that we just read, verses 31 and 32, here's what Jesus says. He says, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, I think that there's the obvious truth that Jesus is talking about. And the defining moment of Jesus' life is often when we, you know, we, we look to the cross. We look to the resurrection. Because that is our freedom from sin. But I believe that Jesus' statement here means so much more than just the one defining moment. Now, it clearly does mean that. It clearly does mean that the truth that sets us free is Jesus' death and resurrection. If we believe in that, we are saved from our sin. We're saved from sin, hell, and the grave. That is true freedom. But I believe that there's so much more to Jesus's words. Because if we look at the life of Jesus, he brings so much, not just a message of salvation and, and a hope for eternity, but right now he can change your life. 
And we saw Jesus work miracles in the lives of people. He healed people with paralyzed hands. He healed blind people. He changed their life forever. He gave people who had zero dignity in society, and he gave them a new and fresh start. Jesus can do so much. He saved people who are, who are into lives of prostitution. He saved people who are into lives of demonic oppression, and he set them free. And so what I believe is that Jesus, yes, his message of freedom is our hope for eternity. It's getting us to heaven, being free from sin. Yet I also believe that Jesus has a message for us today, that he can free you today from the bondage that you've been living in. And isn't this so ironic? That so many of us today are living in bondage. We are living in a spiritual slavery, yet we live in the freest country in the world, right? It's a statement that true freedom is not found in a country. True freedom is not found in a government, but true freedom is found in Jesus. And so there's so much more to the freedom that Jesus offers us than just the one defining moment, right? His death and his resurrection. But Jesus says, if you hold to my teachings, then that truth will set you free. What is Jesus talking about? What teachings is Jesus specifically talking about? If you go back earlier in this chapter, Jesus makes three key statements about who he is. And he says this, he says to the people he's talking to, he says, you are from below and I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the Son of God, and you will indeed die in your sins if you do not believe. So I believe that while the death and the resurrection is the true freedom of Jesus, and he preaches that, it's also knowing who Jesus is and living each and every day knowing who Jesus is, believing in who Jesus is, and submitting your life to Jesus in a way that says Jesus is your Lord, knowing that he is the one who is from above, and we are the ones who are from below, right? Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. And if we believe that, and if we believe that we are who we are, right, just the the sinful creation of God, Man, that puts us in a right relationship with him. And each and every day we can get up and we can be humble. We can know that God is God and we are not. And we can submit our lives to him. And when Jesus said, he said, I am not of this world and you are of this world. What Jesus is declaring is that he truly is the son of God. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a man with good intentions. He's not just a man with good morals who taught us a neat way to live, right? How to love your neighbor, how to do good, how to give to charity. Yes, he taught all these things. He taught generosity. He taught love. He taught mercy. He taught strength. And yet Jesus truly is the son of God. And so what I believe that Jesus is trying to say through these statements And by saying that the truth will set you free is that we have to live a life where Jesus is our Lord. That is the truth that will set us free. Not only Jesus' death and resurrection to get us into heaven, but each and every single day living according to the words and the teachings of Jesus. That he is from above and we are from below. That he is not of this world and we are of this world. That he is the one who can save us from our sins and we are the ones who are full of sins. 
And so he goes back and forth and he's making these, these kind of key statements about who he is. And basically what he's saying is that he's saying, hey, you are free to believe these things and you're free to not believe these things. But if you're not going to believe these things, well, that is going to destine you for hell. But here is where he wants to set these Jewish people free in this moment. And, and how they respond to this, they say this. They say, we are Abraham's descendants. And by saying that, these Jewish people that Jesus is talking to, by saying we are Abraham's descendants, what they're trying to do is they're trying to set themselves up as, hey, we're God's chosen people. We already have a relationship with God based on who we are, the nationality that we have. God said, you are my chosen people. How are we not saved? And Jesus responds by saying, everybody who is a slave to sin, everybody who sins is a slave to sin. And it's interesting in their response. They're like, hey, how can you say that we've been a slave to everyone, to anyone? We are God's chosen people. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? Right? They say, how can you say that we shall be set free? And it's amazing in this moment when they say that, they're not understanding the spiritual slavery. All they're understanding is the political slavery. But what they're not understanding too, or what they're purposely forgetting in this moment is they have literally been slaves to other nations. In the past, they were slaves to Egypt. That's why the whole exodus occurred. Even currently, they are economically slaves to the Roman government, paying astronomical taxes that certain Roman citizens don't have to pay. They are slaves to the Roman government. And so how in the world can they respond to Jesus by saying, hey, hey, how can you set us free? We are, we are free, right? But what they're kind of implying is that they have a pride about who they are as God's chosen people. In other words, they can say, sure, you have enslaved us, but you've never really had us because we are God's people. And by Jesus responding to them, responding to that attitude by saying, hey, very truly I tell you, everybody who sins is a slave to sin. What Jesus is trying to tell these Jewish people, he's trying to say, it doesn't matter if you're politically free. It doesn't matter if you're physically enslaved or physically free. What matters is if you're spiritually free. If you've believed in Jesus, if you've believed in me, Jesus is saying, then you will be spiritually free. So these Jewish people had a hard time seeing the difference between what it meant to be politically free or physically free and what it meant to be spiritually free. And I think that this is the question that we have to ask ourselves today, because this can be the very confusing and tricky part about living in such a free nation. So the question that I have to ask you today is, are you spiritually free? Of course, we are not controlled by any dictator. We live in a very free country. Yet, are you living in bondage today to the sins that you've committed in your past? You know, Jesus shows us that it doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what kind of government that we've had. Are we spiritually free? And is, is Jesus the Lord of our life? This is a type of freedom that nobody can touch. When we have Jesus... When Jesus is our Lord and he frees us from the bondage of sin, that is a true bondage. It doesn't matter if anybody can put chains on your hands. Nobody can put chains on your heart and your soul because Jesus has freed you. You know, for those of you who have been set free 
from certain sins. You know this freedom. You know the freedom that comes from accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know the freedom that comes from when you, you no longer have to live in constant lies. You no longer have to live in alcoholism or depression or drug addiction. You no longer have to live a life full of lust and all the guilt and the shame and the, the condemnation that comes with constant sinning. But when you find Jesus, you finally find freedom. This is the freedom that sets us free. This is the freedom that we need. I remember when I was a teenager, you know, just before Jesus saved me from all sorts of things, right? I was, you know, the undersized kid with a a weird twitch, right? I was a very insecure person for a lot of my life and continue, I I have to continue to work on a lot of my insecurities to this day. But that all stems from when I was a kid, you know, being undersized, having a weird twitch, trying to be, you know, the best baseball player I could, but, you know, it wasn't always working out and life wasn't always working out. You know, I got heavy into the punk rock scene and I dabbled in drugs. I dabbled in alcohol. I tried to, you know, do this and do that and trying to find something to give me some sort of meaning or purpose in life. And it seems like every single time I tried something new, there was a glimpse of hope, but then I came, it came crashing down and I realized that what else, what I'm searching for, the outlets that I'm looking for, I thought they were serving me, but the whole time they were tearing me down. Every time I would try new drugs, every time I would just drink more, every time I would try so hard at baseball and I would, work, and I would practice an extra two to three hours a day, every time I tried something as an outlet to give me some sort of freedom or satisfaction in life, it would all come crashing down. What I came to figure out was that freedom is not found in sin. Every single time it enslaved me. And freedom, it never came from myself or even trying to be someone that I'm not. That always deceived me. But true freedom is knowing who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross but also following his teachings. That when he said to love your neighbor, we do. When he said to give generously to the poor and to make sure that those of you, are, that those people around you are taken care of, we do. That when he said to be people who, who preach the message of Jesus, who preach the message of hope to the world and disciple people of all nations, we do. When Jesus gave us these teachings of, of love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, we do. That's where true freedom comes. There is so much bondage that comes from living lives of sin. And even though we have the freedom here in America to do many things that we want to do, and to celebrate how we want to celebrate, and to live life pretty much in the exact way that we want to, When I look around, what I find is that a lot of people today, and I've been there before, but a lot of people today continuing to live in bondage, continuing to live in spiritual slavery. And that is not what Jesus is about. There's a lot of dangers that can come from living in a free country that while we should appreciate and celebrate where we live, only Jesus is going to bring you true freedom. And when he says the truth will set you free, what he's talking about is his death and his resurrection, that we can actually find freedom from sins. But then there's that daily walk with Jesus that we need to have. 
following his teachings, reading his word, being in prayer. The more that we follow Jesus and stop just doing what we want to do, the more freedom and peace you are going to have in your life. You know, for so long, one of the biggest struggles that I've had in my life for both anxiety and depression, and it's gone in waves. It's gone up and down, up and down. There are, there are weeks and months and even years where I feel really, really good. And then there are days and weeks and months where I feel terrible, and it feels like I'm just trying to plow through life and just, just kind of go through the motions, but just try to get to that one day in the future, whenever that's going to be, where I finally start to feel good again. And this has been one of the biggest struggles that I've had to consistently work through in my life. And there's been different things that I've tried to do to try to free myself from it. You know, I've tried exercising. I've tried eating healthier. I've tried changing my daily habits so that I can try to feel better. And for the most part, there are times when, when I do feel good. When, you know what? Yeah, I have eaten too many Jack's pieces of Mountain Dew, right? And then I actually start working out and drinking more water. And it's like my body is recharging and feeling better. But what I've come to find out is that there is a reason why New Hope Community Church exists here in Isani County. There is a reason why so many hundreds of thousands of churches exist in America. And it's because true freedom can only be found in Jesus. We need Jesus to transform our hearts The reality is that you can change so many daily habits and they might help you a little bit. But the reason why church exists is because self-help doesn't work. Changing daily habits will never transform your life. Changing daily habits or or finding new friends, those, those, those things can help you a lot. But they're not going to change or transform your heart. We need Jesus. And true freedom is only found in Jesus. And so what our call today is, is to remember the, you know, the freedom that we have here in America. And today, you know what? I am deeply appreciative of where I live. I'm deeply appreciative of, of who we are as America. And today, I'm going to get in a boat, and I'm going to eat some greasy food, and I'm going to listen to Bruce Springsteen, because that is what we do. But most of all, what we need to be reminded of today on this 4th of July, the freedom that we have, is that true freedom is only found in Jesus. And if you're looking for that true freedom today, I want you to talk to your campus pastor. I want you to talk to the prayer team that is down below after the service. I want you to talk to somebody here at church today, one of our pastors, and we would love to talk you through how you find and how you gain that true freedom that is only in Jesus. And if you want to make that decision today, come forward. We would love to see you step into what true freedom looks like, to be free from your sin, free from your bondage, free from whatever sins you might be going through and find strength and freedom in Jesus. Let me pray. God, we love you and we recognize you today as our Lord and Savior. God, would you lead us every single day? Help us not just to live lives and do as we please all the time and fulfilling our animalistic desires that we might have and our sinful desires that we might have. But Lord, help us find you in every single thing that we do. Help us recognize that true freedom is only found in you when we believe that you are the one who is sent from above. When we believe that you are the Son of God, you are the Messiah, you are the Redeemer, you are the Holy One, Lord, that is to lead us in our lives. God, I pray that you can cleanse us of the sins that we've committed and help us live righteous lives. 
or analyzing everything that we do day to day and say, God, what can we do to live for you, to serve you, and to be people who love you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength? God, that's how I want to live. That's how I want the people of New Hope to live. That's how I want the people of East Central Minnesota to live. Jesus, you are Lord, you are our King, and you are our freedom giver. It's in your name I pray. Amen.